0: Hey everyone, what's going on? Today is December 26th, 2020. That is the day after Christmas and you've reached Barbecue 2 Movies. And you know, today we're not going to talk about barbecue. We're not going to talk about movies. Maybe we'll talk about movies. I, I, I take that back. But today is is Screenwriting Saturday, so everything is going to be about screenwriting. And I am going to continue my learning story program, my maverick storytelling program. And we are going to talk about the Enneagram. We are going to talk about the Type 4 Individualist, which is probably hmm, probably one of the most common characters you'll find in movies. So uh, this would be very interesting, very, very, very interesting. Um, If you want to follow along. Um, I'm just going to be reading what's off of my website and then I'm going to improvise on the side as I go. So um, sometimes I may get tripped over, you know, because I may um, read ahead or think ahead because I wrote it <laughs> and then I may like say the same thing over twice again. But you know, that's the way live podcasts go, right? I'm just going to free flow it. I'm not going to edit this thing. I'm just going to go, 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 right? So uh, anyway, if you want to follow along, go to scriptwritersteve.com head on over to my link here. I have a link right on the top that, there that says personality profiles, or I don't know, it's personality types. I'm sorry about that. I don't know my own website. Personality types, scroll down to the Type 4 Individualist. You will find this podcast there. I'm gonna link it there, right there, like a nice little thing you can like click on. Nice little clickable thing, okay? So you can read it while I talk, or you could just go on a jog, and I'm gonna tell you about it. Right, So you just have to make sure you listen to me and don't get hit by a car. All right, so I got to play my um, sponsorship stuff so I get paid while you listen, and then I'll be right back, and we're going to start on this. All right, let's get straight into this, the Type 4 Individualist. So what's under the hood? Now, peek under the hood of a Type 4, and you'll be both amazed and bewildered. You may find an engine, and maybe you won't. You may just find a big glass jar that is painted with pink hearts and captures rainbows. After all, this car, according to its owner, is powered by feelings. Only positive ones, of course. Now, if the engine doesn't impress you, the paint job should because it's an incredible work of art. If you asked the Type 4 how they came up with that design, they would tell you that it represents the struggle of the human spirit. That's after they told you, of course. This design was much better than last month's, maybe not better than last year's. Does this car go fast? Does it even go at all? Well, you're not sure, but you are confident that it belongs to an, in an art gallery. That is, if you find the owner. They were just here a minute ago, and now they're gone. To be or not to be, that is the question. It's William Shakespeare now I, I have to tell you, I'm gonna go off on a tangent here. That quote here, that just that just screams type four. Because the type four, they're always questioning themselves. They're always looking for self-growth. We call them the, the individualists because they love to talk about themselves. Everything is about me, 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 in some form or not. Just and they're kind of like the type three. Where you know, type three likes to talk about their adventures and brag about their accolades and all their things and all their achievements. But the type four is a little different when they talk about themselves. They like to talk about personal growth. You know, questions of like how they can be better, you know, just and they're very artsy and metaphoric when they talk about themselves. They they don't really talk like they're bragging. A lot of times they talk like as though they're broken. A lot of times they're crying when they talk. So <laughs> moving on, moving on, okay? So key ingredients of a type four individualist, well, they love talking about their problems and their journey. Their favorite subject is themselves because they are always looking to improve. They're expressive and emotional. They're artistic and creative. And they speak and live through their art. And then they're, you know, they are one with their art, okay? Their art is them they are the art. Okay, that's one thing. They're connected. They're connected at the soul. So their art is part of them. Um, they view the world through a metaphoric lens, meaning their truth can vary greatly from reality. They're highly introverted, and they have this feeling of being cast out from society. That does, that a society that doesn't understand them, and they can get offended very easily. Be careful. They're easily slighted playing the victim very often. So everyone's out to get them. You know, uh, they they're just again, the world is against them. They're you know, they're misunderstood, okay? Now a lot of a lot of personality, personalities can, can go through that. The four they they kind of feel more of an outcast than any other type of personality out there. And here's a big thing. They're on a never-ending journey to find themselves. Never never ending. It, it, it's even when they're forty, fifty years old, they can still be out there asking themselves, "Where do I belong?" They can be a celebrity now. A lot of these celebra- celebrities, by the way, the actors or actresses, they're still a Type Four, and they still don't feel like they belong anywhere. And maybe they kind of don't, you know, because they're kind of like you know, a celebrity and celebrities don't don't belong a lot of places, right? They can't go, they can't go hang out at a Starbucks and chat it up like how we do, and they can easily overcomplicate the simplest task, although they are project makers, and they overcomplicate things by being over-emotional, by the way. So what's their agenda? Well, it's kind of very selfish, by the way. It's to find their purpose in life, their meaning. That's the reason why they exist, for them. For themselves, and this is the funny thing you you can really, you you can really f- find a type four when they they, they start talking about themselves, and, and try to, in in the benefit of others. So for example, on, on um, a lot of times when they'll, I guess what is that is that show called American Ninja Wire. and before they run the obstacle, they're saying. I, you know, I am running this obstacle to benefit cancer and to save this. No, you're actually running it to benefit yourself, right? So so for them, they feel that they're going to benefit themselves and they're going to like, well, it's not really about me. <laughs> no, it's really about you. So again, they're, they're trying to find this purpose, right? But again, they're still being very selfish about it. So this is the individualist. There's always a tie, back it's a fooling thing there, there's a way they, they they fool you it's self-improvement for themselves but they're tying it to something else so you know I am gonna so I am gonna run this for all the, the kids who who have this problem with them and I am gonna do my best here because when I win I am gonna give all my earnings to this or I'm gonna help so many people when I become famous very selfish and all that but that's the way they think I've been trying to find myself and when I become rich I am gonna do this Oh. No. Typical. Typical. So what is their immediate defense? So when a type four is triggered, they will immediately immediately lose confidence in who they are, their purpose in the world, their identity. And the four's immediate reactions can be hysterical. Then they can be combative. combative, Very emotional. In extreme cases, self-harm can occur. So what is their greatest fear? Now fours are lost within themselves and can struggle to assimilate with society. Unlike other personalities, they have many fears, and they are often very complicated and deep. So we can't pin, again, I'm going to go off on a tangent here, people, but we can't pin one fear on them, okay? Uh, They have multiple fears, but all of them have this underlying chain to it that kicks them out of society, Right, you know no one likes me, and they can have this like very unhealthy paranoia that that just no one will love them they 're going to feel just so unloved so so um, i I guess not part of the norm, not part of the culture and 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 in a way they kind of like being not not part of the culture, and they, they in a way they they like to be kicked out at the same time they 're a walking contradiction. They want to be part of something, yet they don't want to be part of something. It's kind of very weird. We're going we're gonna to get more into that later on, okay? Just just bear with me here. Just bear with me. So I'm going off on a tangent. I'll come back here, all right? So for example, they fear being misunderstood, but they really don't want anyone to get to know them. <laughs> this is typical. Of a tip. That's typical for. They have a fear of having no place in society, and yet they feel society is boring. They fear never being content in life, but they are defined by their struggle. They don't want to be a victim, but they wear victimhood as a badge of honor. They fear not being authentic, but their identity tends to always be a mirage. Yeah, you look, like a, you look at a type four, You know, some of them will get tattoos all along themselves and everything like that, try to, try to look like a tough guy. But they're furthest from the tough person out there, you know. You have like Elton John right there. When in the beginning, when he was like younger, you know, he wasn't as, I guess, out there as we, you know, we, we know him and all that. And so all, all of a sudden, he has a lot of money now. He has his wigs and all these like really, really, uh, kind of uh, over the top things, right? You know that that define Elton John. You have Michael Jackson, just completely over the top. Well, artists they kind of do that. They all kind of do that. They kind of just go over the top, and it's a way to be. You know, it's kind of a way to, like, give the give the culture the middle finger. But yet it, yet they want to be part of the culture. You know, They're saying, I have no place in society. But here they are doing these things and kicking themselves out. And they're like, I don't want to be part of it anyway. You guys are boring. It, it, it's so weird. It's so weird. Like, you know, they're, they're a walking contradiction. Now, we're all walking contradictions. But they are, like, probably the most contradicting personality almost of all of them you know so anyway going on so who are the type fours in the real world um well more than 95 percent of the artists in the world are more than likely type four personalities so that includes authors painters hairstylists musicians directors photographers dancers and almost every celebrity who works in entertainment because type fours are the creative ones they really really are so i'm going to go off on a tangent again they really are now I'm a writer you know I'm not a, I'm not a type four but I'm a type one right so the way I work is that I work best by criticizing by fixing things um, but type fours don't do that they create and a lot of times everything again their art is an extension of their soul their personality so really in 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 the entertainment business that's why it's so hard to work with a true type four because if you're a real type four you don't want these things that you create to be edited or to be changed so all of a sudden the editors are me like the type one they say oh well you can't do this because it doesn't fit in this and in there and that's where you get the 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 the, the, the butting of the heads right so that's why Prince he was like so um, mad with the record companies you know kind of squishing him down and he actually wrote you know I think he he put like carved slave into his cheek with his uh with his um razor one time And, um, because he said he was a slave to the, slave to the record companies. And, and, and when he, when he broke out on his own, got out of the record contract, well, he wasn't creating good music anymore. You know, all of his good music was when he was working with type one personalities who were kind of controlling his creativity. But he, again, he felt like a slave because his music is part of his soul, right? That's an extension of his soul. And how can you rewrite his soul? How can you edit his soul? See, it's tough. It's really, really tough. And the good artists like Madonna, they can balance it, right? And there's some artists who are type ones or type threes, but it's so important that if you want to succeed as an artist for you to grow and, and to, and to actually get, and to actually, um, you know, embrace your three wing. So we'll get more into that later on though. Okay. So anyway, so Prince, I wrote here, is probably your prime example of a type four individualist. Who they truly are, we don't know. We really never knew who, Tri- who Prince was. Um, <laughs> funny story, like uh, Prince, at one time, he had a voice of Prince. It was like, almost like a God thing. So uh, I remember, like, um, I think if I ever talked to this one guy who interviewed Prince, and Prince was literally right there. And he would have to whisper into this one, talk to this one person and say, well, I, well, I think Prince will like this. He talked to this, uh, this other guy, this medium, right? Not a medium, but a, this person. And Prince is right there. He could hear him. And that person will turn to Prince and that Prince would actually whisper into this person's ear. And that person would, would respond for Prince because Prince didn't want to speak to him directly. He has God complex in a way. So that guy was the voice of Prince. <laughs> That's so weird, and I'm not sure it was all an act. It was all an act to intimidate this one person. It's all it's it's all fake, right? But this is the way he would work. It's just to make him make other people feel more intimidated because he wanted he wanted this aura around him to to make because you know Prince was a little short guy, so he you know he was so short he was wearing heels around everywhere. But he just wanted this, like, he wanted this different persona type to be that even, like, um, writers who would, who would get the opportunity to, opportunity to interview him, to, to interview him, you would have to try and intimidate them. It's just crazy. This is, this is it, you know? So anyway, anyway. So his wardrobe was an extension of his personalities, not just an outfit. And when it comes down to his music, his lyrics always tend to have a double meaning, right? Everything. I mean, I don't want to say his movie his his music is sexual. You know, every single thing, Diamond and, uh, what was it called? Diamond and Pearls had a double meaning. If he, that, 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 um, that song, Diamond and Pearls, those were the name of his dancers. So he was talking about when he wants to give you diamonds and pearls, would you be a happy boy or a girl? He's not talking about giving a woman diamonds and pearls. He's actually about talking about giving, you, giving them the dancers. Double meaning. That's Prince for you. So, till this day, we still don't know what exactly they mean. It's true. So, what the hell is Purple Rain? I don't know what Purple Rain is. (laughs) At one time, Prince, he abandoned his name, and he literally identified as a symbol, which was some weird version of the male-female insignia. Do you remember that? If you're old enough, you remember that. So, I believe he did this for a few years until switching back. And he was a recluse, and interviews with him were always hard to come by. Uh, many journal- journalists who did interview him just wasn't sure which prince would show up, the nice one or the mean one. Again, this is typical of a type 4, especially one who's unhealthy. You know, he he was, um I think he converted to a uh, Jehovah Witness, I think. And then he was out there preaching that he was drug-free and drug-free, drug-drug, drug-drug, drug-free, right? And then he died of a drug overdose. He, I mean, he was addicted to drugs, so... Bad. Sad. It's really sad. This is what they are though. Fake. You know, not saying that as a mean thing, but the image, the the fake image is just so, so important to them. And it's not, it's not the same fake image of unhealthy type three. Okay. You can always, you can always kind of get that mixed up because unhealthy type three and a, and a four, they can kind of really look alike because they're all about image. But you just have to remember, the Type 4 is very introspective, and the Type 3 is just basically just showing off. Okay, so Aaron Rodgers, football player. If you follow football, you'll find, out, you'll find out about Aaron Rodgers, really good football player, but he's oversensitive, and he plays the victim despite his success. So going back to reading. Then there are the Type 4 personalities who are your, your not-typical artists, such as Aaron Rodgers. So despite being one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL... He's a Super Bowl champion, and it's a pitchman for state farm insurance. So Aaron Rodgers, though, he feels as though he doesn't belong in the NFL. Can you believe that? And he is an artist. Let's be clear about that. His canvas is the gridiron, and his arm is his paintbrush. And like many artists, Aaron Rodgers is at his best when he's improvising on the field, going off script, and creating great plays on the fly. That's Aaron Rodgers for you. He doesn't like to follow the play a lot of times. So um at a meet and greet I remember this um a nervous fan mentioned to Roger Rogers you look a lot shorter in person and Rogers he be- he took great offense to this comment and became visibly angry at the fan because it made him feel as though he wasn't tall enough to play the position and this is despite after winning a Super Bowl having a street named after him and con- being a, considered a shoe-in for the Hall of Fame he was still offended by a fan who made a comment about his height now, for the record, Aaron Rodgers is 6'2", the same height as Joe Montana. So, he takes those things, um, <laughs> he's, got, uh, he's offended by those things, um, he's offended by a lot of things. He's, he's actually estranged from his parents, believe it or not. So, so, till this day, the 45th Super Bowl MVP is still offended that, 30, that 23 teams passed on him in the first round. <laughs> You know how long ago that was? That was a long ago. So former teammates have complained about Rodgers being difficult, smug, and condescending. But his tra- drama doesn't end in the locker room. Aaron Rodgers, for one reason or another, has no relationship with his parents or brothers. It's clear that in certain situations, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers' superego has been triggered. And he's holding a grudge he can't let go because he feels he doesn't belong. And that's typical of an unhealthy type 4. He can't find his identity, identity in the NFL. His cup is never full. He's alienated loved ones. And despite being on top, he's still playing the victim card. You got that? So that's one thing very common with a type four. They're always the victim no matter what. There's a hole in the cup. So no matter what they fill it with, no matter what they do, it's always empty. So they're always trying to, trying to fill it with things and accomplishments and everything. Never enough. It's always being emptied constantly. All right, moving on. All right, Caitlyn Jenner. Now, this this is my opinion here, right? So Caitlyn Jenner is more likely a type four personality and possibly they're a healthy one. Now, she has found her identity, her place in the world, her purpose. Now, she is still oversensitive, but she still assimilates with society very well. Now, not all transgenders, because, you know, they're always wondering the world and wondering where do I belong, do I belong and everything, right? Not all of them are type 4s, but I would gamble and say that the vast majority of them are. Now, identities are something that type 4s can try on like hats. And um, so they can try on, you know... Am I am I Chinese? Am I this? Am I male or female? Um, what is the the trend going on now? You know, am I am I a gangster? I, I remember I remember in like high school there was this one guy. You know, he he'd be a gangster one time. He'd be a jock. He'd be a skateboarder. He'd <laughs> try on every single fashion, and that's typical of a type four. You know, they they try on different hats, and um, and again, gender can become one of those hats. And if you're wondering, there are many transgenders who have retransitioned back to their original sex. So they tried on that hat. They said, nope, not for me, even though they even though they tried it on for a couple of years. Because again, they're a unhealthy type 4, and then it became more healthy. They realized, well, you know, transitioning really didn't fix everything, right? So, and get this: many transgenders are still very much suicidal, even after they undertake the sex transition surgery, because they still is. They still feel as though they are not authentic and don't belong in society. So that that's one of the worst things you could ever do to a you know a transgender, saying hey you're not a real man or you're not a real woman, and they take great offense in it. You know, they are just as you know a transgender male, you know, is, is just much as a male as a I mean a male as a as, as me, right? Not true. You know, transgender male is a still a girl, right? you know, they, they can still have a baby. I can't have a baby. So, um, but they, you you mentioned that to them, they get very, very, very triggered. So, so many transgenders can be type fours, but again, that doesn't mean that all of them are, all right? So feminine gay men, they also tend to be of this personality type. And if you notice, many gays, they excel in the arts and are naturally creative. So and it's very true. You find a lot of hairdressers, um, photographers, gay. Um, I'm a photographer, but I'm not gay, right? But <laughs> I have stories to tell you that that I I've gotten judged, you know, by other gay photographers, you know, saying I can't be a good photographer because I'm not gay. <laughs> Isn't that kind of strange? Totally off, but then that's what the, that's what they're thinking, you know. Um, so, what is their spirit animal? So nothing represents type 4s better than a peacock. So these animals are naturally introverted, yet at the same time crowd-stopping. Um, blending in with their environment is the last thing on their mind when they reappear. And they want to make an entrance. Yeah, I think even Elton John wore a peacock um, suit one time. I think he did. <laughs> you know, they're, everything's kind of histrionic with a, with a type four sometimes. It can be over the top. You know, you know a lot of times when they talk to, they're just, they're overly emotional, like crying, ha- overly happy. They're, you know, they just want to be looked at, yet they don't want to be looked at. It's just so weird. You know, it's, it's just really weird. You know, they would, they want to be part of society, yet they want to be casted out at the same time. Again, they'll, they'll throw these big, you know, those, those, um, LGBTQ uh, parades, right? They're doing that so you accept them. But the things that they're doing are unacceptable with society. Like even for, we don't want to see women, you know, walking around in skimpy things. And here they are walking around in skimpy things. We don't want to see people just making out. And here they are making out. So if you want to be accepted, why don't you do something that's culturally acceptive? But they don't want to do that. So it's, it's this huge like contradiction, If you understand what I'm saying here. So anyway, fictional examples. All right. Here we go. So there's tons. All right. Really tons, but I I just chose a few. Um, so the real question should be in a fictional setting, what character is not a type four? Because most screenwriters and directors are type fours and have many have unknowingly self-projecting themselves into the characters that they've created. So that's why if you notice a lot of like um, movies, a lot of characters movies, especially the ones that win Oscars, it's always about, um, you know, a character going on a journey of self-discovery. It's always a type four because, and then when they, when these people in the Oscars, they'll watch it, remind them, they'll get reminded that they'll say, that's me on screen trying to find myself, you know, so they they never want to see the type one character or the type eight character, the character that is like too like that is confident in who they are, and they must play the hero. No, they want that character who doesn't know who they are, trying to find their meaning. You know, that's what they want. So again, um, I'm just trying to find my place here. So from Shakespeare to the most recent superhero movie. Almost every character was on a long journey to find themselves. The Academy, meaning the so-called gurus who truly know what movies are great, won't consider a movie for nomination unless it has a type 4 character as a protagonist. Oh, I just said that. So yes, the character must discover who they are, blah, blah, blah. Wow, look at that. I'm improvising. I'm getting ahead of myself. Isn't that pretty cool? Anyway, so in the movie, The Last Jedi, which was horrible... Uh every significant character is a type four. Rey is on a mission to find herself. Kylo Ren is not sure where he belongs. Princess Leia is lost without Luke. And Luke doesn't want to play a hero anymore. And Finn doesn't want to be part of the rebels. Oh, this was like my pet peeve. Like everyone was just wonder, wondering around going, where do I belong? What's my purpose? Am I the bad guy? Am I the good guy? I don't know what, I don't know what I'm doing. It was horrible. That's why The Last Jedi was crappy, because there's not one character that stood up for themselves. So, So here we go. The formulaic fours in movies. Oh, God. Here we go. The typical protagonist in a modern movie is usually a version of a type four. The heroes always tend to be the lone wolf who won't fit in. They may have been bullied, had horrible parents, a low paying job. The key ingredient is that they are a victim of society one way or another. Our heroes just want to fit in, get ahead, but the system keeps holding them down. It's unfair. The road is unfair. Our heroes just want to find their place, their purpose, their identity. Four, four, four. I just nailed every single character out there, didn't I? So then eventually something happens to our heroes. They get a superpower. They find a purpose. And then they start a journey towards their new identity. Oh, my God. (laughs) Once the hero finds their identity, then and only then can they save the damsel, save the town, and then the world. This formula is repeated over and over again, almost like a bad Korean drama. Yeah, Korean dramas are all the same, by the way. Anyway, there's nothing wrong with using type 4s as the foundation for heroes, but can we maybe try a different type of personality? I mean, we got nine here, right? They're already writing about the type 4. Jesus <laughs> like, Christ. Anyway, comic writers, unlike movie writers, they created heroes with different personalities. Deadpool and Wolverine were type 8, Iron Man was a type 3, Superman a type 2, Batman an unhealthy one, Spider-Man a type 9, Doctor Strange a type 5. So why do screenwriters use the same personality types over and over again? It's very simple. All right, guys, big thing Big thing here. They self-project themselves onto the characters they create unknowingly. Then they self-project their personal agendas to the forefront purposely. And this is the result of a lot of blah. When I say a lot of blah, I mean a lot of crap. All right? So again, rule of thumb, you try not to self The reason why I'm teaching you the Enneagram is so you don't self-project yourself into the movie. Now, it's okay if you're a type four or you're type three or whatever you are. And you write a type four into a movie. That's fine, all right. But don't make every single character a type four, because in real life, you're not going to find a lot of type fours in real unless you're an artist. Okay, you're not going to find people who can relate with you. And you have to know, you know, don't like if you know all nine, nine type of personalities out there. There's there's no need to always write about yourself because that's all you're doing when you self project a character. You're just writing about yourself, a different version of yourself with a, with a name. You know, it gets boring after a while. Not for the Academy, but it gets boring for the audience. The Academy were just like, they just love to just show me the next Type 4 movie, you know? You know <laughs> it's a, uh, I, don't, I don't even watch the, the Academy any, anymore. It's just a waste of time. Anyway, the journey. Let's talk about the journey of discovery. So Type 4s, they're on an endless treasure expedition. But it's not go they're hunting. They're in pursuit of two riches that they consider unattainable, an identity and a purpose. So type four would try on many identities, images, throughout their life as though they were an accessory. For example, that identity could be something as simple as a photographer. The type four would buy all the photo equipment, learn the skill, learn the lingo, so they could be identified as society as a photographer. But ironically, he or she would never actually become a great photographer or even a professional one, despite playing the part. Within a year or two, that type four would have given up that image of being a photographer and moved on to a new identity, maybe a chef or skateboarder. Possibly changing their gender would also be on the table. I knew a lot of people like this. I knew this guy. Man, he kept saying he was this photographer and uh, he grew his hair out long, had all this equipment, talked the lingo. His work was horrible. Oh my God. And I couldn't find any one professional shoot that he worked on. You know, I've, I've been around this business a long time. I couldn't find find one. And I, I saw, it and he kept saying, oh, he shot for this, I shot for that. No, he didn't. It was all a lie, all a lie. So again, it almost looks like a like a type three con man, but he's not, he, you know, the, the, the type three, when they start lying about their identity, they're, they're trying to get something out of it. They're, they're trying to con you into like giving you money or or something like that. The type four is just trying to be cool, you know, just trying to fit in in a way or, or be respected for something more that they're not. So maybe at one time, this one person saw, th- thought, well, being a photographer is pretty cool. I want to be like them. But they never took the, you know, the initiative to get good, which is kind of weird, you know, a lot of times because, you know, sometimes you think, you know, you go through all that, you buy all that equipment and you, you don't practice. It's kind of weird. Okay. Anyway. So the type 4's relationship with their identity uh, directly affects every aspect of their life. Now I have a video on there about the Harajuku girls. You gotta play that. You gotta play that because these Harajuku girls they're like flat off. They're off the charts. They're like, um <laughs> you know, I don't want to say anything bad about them, but they're off the charts. You gotta you got you gotta play that video when you have the chance on my website about the Harajuku girls. This is in Japan, and. um I mean, their they're style, and they're, it's a lifestyle. And they're like, um, they're, I think they're healthy type fours. I'll say they're healthy type fours, but they're just still full on. <laughs> they what they're doing is they're, you know, your Japanese is a very, very conservative culture. So the Harajuku girls like kind of like gave the middle finger to the culture, and they wear like, they get braces just for the heck of it. They have straight teeth, but they still get braces. Get that? And they put it all different colors. They have like hair colors, all different colors. It's all this character. They're playing this character and they're happy playing this character but it's like fake 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 who are they, who are they really but they're forcing themselves to be happy now are they really happy they, they sure look happy but you know a lot of them have transitioned out of a harajuku girl again they only can play it for so long some of them say they say yeah oh, they, they went past that so it's kind of it's kind of weird it's kind of weird you know so anyway i'll, re, I'll read on so a harajuku joker girl is an example of a of a type four's image it's part of who they are. It's just not a clothes, a wig, or a colorful attire to them. It's who they are. So they are more comfortable in this image, this fake image, I should have put here, that they created what, that they created one that they were naturally born into. So again, they were more comfortable in an image that they created than one that they were naturally born into. So they're, so they're, so they're, they're more comfortable being fake. All right. So healthy fours are very healthy, 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 healthy. Healthy fours are very secure in their identity, and they are not as easily offended, and tend to live with a purpose greater than themselves. All right. So um, I want to point out here, because their identity may be considered strange, abnormal, or even crazy. It, um, it doesn't mean that they're unhealthy, and it's just like you know, where you, you have a transgender person, and, and just because they went through the went through something, you know, got the whole, you know, plumbing fixed and all that, it doesn't mean they're unhealthy. All right. So our Howard Jocko girl can be a healthy four if they are secure in that identity. It may be weird. We may not understand it, but they, that's them being healthy. So now average fours have settled on an identity and a purpose in life, even if they're not comfortable with it. They can live with that identity and they're not comfortable and they're not comfortable with it, but average fours may try on a new identity one day if it makes sense. A keyword makes sense. So they can be withdrawn. But overall, they tend to get out and assimilate with public in the public. So, you know, I I have some people who I know too. Again, going there, Um, I have a really good friend. She's a makeup artist, but she's also tried on different hats, like you know. And she's very good at. Here's the thing: she's really good at doing makeup, and she's really good at doing po dancing, and she's really good at doing um, salsa dancing. But she she wears different hats, and she's also multi talented. But she's always like. But this is typical of the artist. Again, they're not fake. In, In this sense, they're not fake. But people know her as different things they know her they know her as a dance instructor they know her as a as a makeup artist you know it really depends so uh and that's a very good average maybe even healthy four um, but she's always on that search though for like you know where do I belong do I belong do I am I a Zook dancer am i uh am I a uh, you know makeup artist you know what do I have fun doing and a lot of what they do um uh, the answer to that is like it, it changes almost every single day. So an unhealthy four is insecure in the authenticity of their identity. So the minute they, fit, they start feeling um, fake, then um, that's when things go haywire, okay? All okay, right, so their, their function in life. Without fours in this world, it would be a very boring place to live in. Trust me on that. Uh, fours create most of the art that we love to watch and listen to, music, music, It's all fours, man. Could you imagine living on a planet with no great novels to read or movies to watch? How about no music to listen to? So the average characteristics of a type four, other than searching for an identity and finding a purpose, most type fours tend to view the world as though it's a living metaphor. Nothing is absolute and almost everything is subjective. Fours can be open to every idea. They challenge the status quo, sometimes in thought, most often with art and sometimes with their identity. If there was such a thing as a personality that thinks 100% with their heart, the four would fit the bill. They are all about feelings and emotions. Art moves them and nature makes them cry. The right poem can strike a chord. They actually have more of a problem with people than animals. But who doesn't? And then there's the flip side. They also tend to have a magnetic attraction to the dark world. I'm not trying to throw an insult here because Fours are not seeking evil, injustice, or danger. They're just fascinated with the supernatural, the the grotesque, the abnormal, and even death. I'm not even... Fours can get dark. Fours, they can get dark. They can get really dark. So I have this little graphic here, bad and good. There's a little gray line in the middle between bad and good. And that's where the type fours want to be, right in that little purgatory, right between bad and good. So if you were to take life and divide it halfway between bad and good, the little thin purgatory line separating the two is where the fours love to be. It's not exactly bad, not exactly good, not exactly rejected by society, but still part of it. Not ordinary, not strange, but accepted. Not rich, not middle class, but annoying enough about the struggle to relate to the unfortunate and not poor enough to starve. So average force, they tend to be natural introverts. They're not antisocial. They just need time away from people to recharge. And socializing can be a draining effort for them. Now, fours are masters of the metaphor. For example, they can make sad love stories and ironically very attractive and enjoyable to listen to. So now when it comes to art, this is where things get really interesting because the typical type four does not think in context. They often see light where there is dark and then dark where there is light. Okay, you got that? Okay, I'll say that again. They often see light where there is dark and then dark where there is light. So it's opposite. So if you're a good person, they may see you as a bad person. If you're a bad person, they may think you're a good person. All right, so for example, do you notice that most love songs are actually about the hardships of relationships? The struggle, the heartaches, the breakups. Now, fours, they see beauty in that conflict. And Even Shakespeare wrote about tragic comedies they tragic comedies. Those are two words that shouldn't really go together. You, you, you take a look at the movies. In the movies, the artists produce, especially those that are not commercial and are very popular in the art scene, they can get pretty dark and twisted. It's almost a habit for artists to try to pass off their infatuation with the grotesque as an artistic expression. Their attraction to the dark is very obvious, by the way. And that brings us to the next subject, context. So viewing the world out of the context context is one of the greatest strengths and weaknesses of the type four. So that, now, going back to every, every personality, every personality has its own strength and weakness, all right? And that strength and weakness is usually, um, uh, it has to do with each other. So your own strength is your own weakness. It's not a different weakness your strength is your weakness, and your weakness is your strength, all right? That's with all personalities, every single one of them. So strength. As I mentioned, they can see the light where many don't. So when the odds are against, are stacked against success, they can always stay blindly hopeful. And this is why there are so many struggling artists out there in the world hoping for their big break in their 40s. So they're so hopeful Even though things are hitting the fan, right? You know, they're broke, they're working as a waitress. A lot of them, they think, I'm going to make it. I'm going to become a celebrity. You know, I'm so close. Now, weakness. They often misinterpret the truth. Now, a simple statement such as, you look great today, it can be interpreted as, so you're telling me I don't look great on the other days. So, thinking out of context makes fours also rather gullible. They don't need proof to validate any prejudice, by the way. All they need to do is feel moved. And that's enough proof for them to believe anything. So, yes, that is a weakness. So, if it sounds good, makes them feel good, then it's the truth to them. Don't try to argue logic with them. You have to actually argue, argue, what is it called, you know, feelings with them. I'm not even trying to argue. Just talk about feelings. If you want to communicate with a four, you you just talk feelings all the time. All right. So (laughs) this is funny what I wrote here. There is an I in type four. (laughs) So there's obviously not, right? So fours are in a continuous journey of self-improvement. While they may talk about making a positive change in society, they want to do so by accomplishing their own dreams. So when their life takes a step in the right direction, everyone else does too. For example, you may hear a type 4 say, I want to change the world through my music. Or I bring joy to people through my art. When I become successful, people will well fill in the blank. So it's a me first world to the type 4. Everyone else is second. Thus, the title of the personality, the individualist. And while this may sound like a negative, it's honestly not. Fours feel that they have to improve upon themselves before helping others. And that's actually a good thing if you really think about it. We can only truly help from a place of strength and not weakness. It's so true. So true. And you know what? A lot of these fours do end up helping people after they made it. A lot of celebrities have done. They have a lot of like, you know, charities. They do a lot of work. Okay, so triggers of the type four. the trigger line of the type four goes directly to the type two. Now, this means that the unhealthy characteristics of a type two would get under the skin of a four. So what is an unhealthy two? One whose generosity is given with the intention of getting something back. In other words, someone who is fake and not genuine. So fours are all about being authentic, In fact, that's one of their sayings. I mean, they say, they do say it a lot. They are all about being authentic. Authentic is their favorite word. That's what they want. They want their cows grass-fed, their chickens free-range, their plants non-GMO. And eating this way is not just a health movement for them. It's about keeping it real. You understand that? some people do it because they feel it's the right thing to do. Now, for type four, it's about keeping it real, keeping it authentic, following this being part of the pride, okay? So ironically, when they are triggered or unhealthy, they become what they fear, like all personalities. So they can become fake, lost in a world of imaginary anger and unrealistic goals. So that's a type four a lot of of times because they're so imaginative. They fool themselves and they can think their imagination is actually real. It's almost kind of like um, a type 5 who gets you know lost in their brain. And they're right next door to the type 5, by the way. Right next door. So, the unhealthy type 4. So, at this point, the unhealthy 4 has most likely gone through a handful of failed identities and is cloaked in a cloud of despair and desperation. Their identities have not only failed, but they realize their identities are not real and their greatest fear of not being authentic has come true. The easy solution to their problem is, well, to accept the ugly truths and the hardships of the real world and move off and move forward. So stop obsessing about finding themselves and just be themselves. But that's easier said than done for the type four. You know, finding an identity is everything to them. So type four's insecurity levels are tied directly to the state of their identity. So when their identity is secure, they are confident in who they are no matter what people may think. So when their identity is recognized as a farce by others, Especially by themselves, even though they den- they den- they deny it, their insecurity levels take a plunge and they may be they may become offended very easily so drug and alcohol abuse is not uncommon at this level so farm that could be an option too at this point unhealthy type fours get angry they get to get they get depressed they can take offense to even the most non offensive comments. I have a video out here with, with some transgender who um who uh who goes who goes off because um uh an employee i i don't think um didn't address him as ma'am i mean that's it that's it you know because he already feels that he doesn't belong and now he feels slighted even more so um he just goes off he doesn't need to do that right you know, like a regular person doesn't doesn't need to get that offended, but a Type Four, especially one that is thinking unhealthy, um, they'll get that way. They really will. So uh, I wrote here: ever use a unhealthy Type Four who just happens happens to be a transsexual? It's not pretty. It's really not. I, I've I've done that by accident a few times, and I got yelled at. Didn't mean to insult anyone. Uh, so Dusty Smollett, I <laughs> put Dusty Smollett on here. Yeah, actor type four, and he played a victim in real life to garner attention. He could be a type three as well, a con. I don't know. He could be unhealthy type three. I mean, I've gotten that one wrong, but he could be a type four. You know, it's either one of one or the other. Um, it's really it's really hard to find them because a uh, type type fours love to play the victims, and type threes like to con people uh there's another video here of a woman who pretended to be raped she this is mattress girl she uh carried her on a mattress <laughs> her entire college career for i think for the first semester because she said she got raped by this guy and it comes out to be that she didn't get raped so but that was her identity. She was the mattress girl i mean she that's the way she was getting popular sympathy from people Pl- you know crying rape. How do you like that? That is just crazy, crying right? pretending to be raped. So there's another one here. Uh, oh yeah, the Covington Catholic High School student, the Native American. Remember that guy? He w- went up to the guy, the little kid with the maga hat, pounded a drum in front of, in, in, right in his face, and then pretended to play the victim of white racism. That you know, and then the media kind of, media kind of like you know, you know, helped it all all along. And this is just, you know, again, he tried to play the victim when he wasn't, all fake. And he would go from place to place and place just trying to use his, um, himself, his, his Native American, uh, uh, I guess, uh, identity as a victim. You know, it was so important that, that as a Native American, he was a victim. You know, that's the way he wore his ethnicity, that he was a victim. How do you like that? You know, I'm Chinese. I'm a, I'm a minority here in America. I don't wear that as a victim. Uh, that's not. I don't believe in victimhood, but that's me because I'm a type one. All right, there are type fours out there who are Chinese or Asian, and they wear that, you know, as like a victim card. They do. So here we go. Victimhood as an identity. So in the early two thousands, victimhood was mostly a triggered response by a four. Now, victimhood has become an identity. So I don't know why the reason, reasons it's happening, but it is. So many people are identifying as victims when there is no crime. They're going so far to create fake stories, to label themselves as victims. You know, they could claim to be a victim of a constant racism, sexism, wealth discrimination, and so on. But they're not chasing money or fame. It's just a way of, their way of championing, championing a cause to, you know, they believe to be real. So they must play the victim to be authentic, even though they're not the victim, right? Kind of crazy. It's like that rape victim or this other Native American who pretended to be a victim of white racism, right? Or Justin Smollett who pretended to be a victim of like um, MAGA people. Look at that, all fake. Right, so there's also the gender identity crisis and the unhealthy type four. So I want to make clear here, not all transgenders or gender questioning or fluid or blah, blah, blah. Now, or those who choose to identify themselves as a two spirit, I've met those, are on a constant search for an identity. They could be extremely confident in who they are, such as Bruce Jenner, and be a healthy type four. But there is also a large portion of those who are questioning their sexual identity who are definitely unhealthy type fours, such as the gentleman featured above in this video. Their sexual identity is much like a type four identity, a hat they can change any time. So, I met a person who identified as gender fluid. So, within ten minutes, that person's sexu- sexual identity changed from male to female and then into a two spirit. In, in our current political politic, politically correct world, gender fluidity is seen as normal. There is also strong argument that this behavior is extremely unhealthy. So, I agree to the latter. And when I met this person, by the way, like um, I'm gonna go off the script here, um, this was in front of a, where was this in front? Of? In front of a Whole Foods, and within within the course of ten minutes, maybe even five minutes, this person had changed their gender from male to female, then to a, then to what they called a two spirit. And every time they did that, I had to address them by a different name. This is really crazy. I mean, this this is not healthy thinking, and you're supposed to you're supposed to accept them. You know, you know this, is not, this is not healthy at all in any type of way. And this is what the Q stands for, it's questioning. So the LGBTQ. So the Q is, sometimes stands for gender fluid or the two-spirit or anything like that. It's not good. It's not healthy. And that's where our, our society is heading these days. They're embracing unhealthy thinking of a type 4, very unhealthy type 4 is normal. It's not good. You're not going to help these people by doing that. These people have to go back to being a healthy four. They have to choose an identity and be comfortable with it. So if they're going to choose to be a two-spirit, then just be comfortable with it, right? But they're not. They want to say, I'm male, I'm female. And they can change whenever they want to. It's not good. All right, going back to reading. So like typical type unhealthy type fours, this person that I met was very defensive when it came to their identity. So what I made an innocent mistake as referring to this person using the wrong pronoun, they got very angry. So again, like they, I had identified when I first met them as a male. And then within five minutes, they identified as a female, but I kept calling them male. And then they said to call me a female, but I made a mistake by calling them male. So I triggered them and they got mad. So they turned into a two-spirit. So I couldn't say, um, ma'am, I had to call them by their two-spirit name, which I forgot. You know, it's crazy. No, I was supposed to address them not them, not them as man, but as they. Crazy. It, it, it's not healthy. It's really not healthy. In no way can we sit here and say that's healthy thinking, okay? So the gender fluid to spirit preferred to be addressed as they because at any moment or on a whim, there could be a sex of any type or any floating spirit. So I'm not playing with you here. This is very unhealthy and the most common with the type four. So again... I wrote that, I went off script, and went <laughs> came back on script. But that's it. that's it right there. So let's talk about growth. Character growth, personal growth, same, same, all right? He said character growth, when you apply this to a script, they just happen in certain acts. That's all you have to remember. All right, so growth for a type four, the growth line rockets straight up to a type one reformer. This means in order for a type four to grow, they must inherit the healthy characteristics of a type one. So healthy type ones have a strong sense of right or wrong, rooted in reality. In bold, reality. Not metaphoric, reality. And they compulsively strive to make the correct decisions based on facts rather than emotions. That's all they have to do. Okay? So thinking without feelings is, is very difficult for the type 4 to take. And for a type 4, it's almost as hard as putting a man on the moon. This personality will struggle to separate objectivity from subjectivity. But it must be done for this personality, personality to grow they must make decisions that are properly right rather than one that feels and looks right. All right? Easy. This is real good stuff here. So healthy type four can separate fiction from reality. So in many cases, this means separating their fictional created identity with reality. So at times, this could be close to impossible for a type four because their identity, which they settled on, is tied to their persona. So that means that they <laughs> They 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 can't they can't disassociate themselves with fiction, like like say the two spirit person is so far gone. That's who they are. They're two spirit. They're they are they, they are they. You, you can't, you know. They're they're two spirit, Indian spirit, or something like that. They're they're trying to explain it to me. They decided they're going to be that, you know. <laughs> so they're so far gone. You it's so hard for them to get back. So for growth, it helps that the type four embraces their three wing. Now, fours are natural introverts that can spend too much time contemplating and stuck in deep thoughts. Threes get things done. So could you imagine a creative personality who gets things done, who thinks objectively? They've just become a very successful artist. And by the way, most celebrities are type fours who have embraced their three wing. They're very much like this. So the healthy type four Um, never judge a book from its cover. So when it comes to healthy type four, that's a really good rule or thumb to follow. The image they have created may tempt you to jump to stereotypes, but don't do that. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner's choice to identify as a woman may lead you to believe that she is suffering from a mental disorder and is a hardcore liberal, but she clearly is, a comfort- is comfortable in her decision, is conservative in her politics, and was an avid supporter of President Trump. I believe she still is. So healthy type fours have found their identity and are very secure in who they are, all right? So their identity still does not conform to cultural norms. And if they are, are an artist, they still can be flamboyant, expressive, and very histrionic, like Elton John, okay? But the healthy four would not be easily offended. They will not misinterpret innocent actions as a slight. So again, you can, you can accidentally call Bruce Jenner a guy, a dude, he's not going to try to beat you up. He may correct you, but he's not going to blow his top. So they will still view the world slightly out of context, but be much more positive than negative. And their purpose is no longer about finding an identity as they have a larger platform to to concern themselves with. Surprisingly, healthy type 4s can sound like healthy type 1s. They often become champions for causes that are directly tied to their new identity. So Bruce Jenner is all about LGBTQ, right? So this is very interesting here. So we're going to talk about the strength of the metaphor. So type fours habitually think out of context. So for this personality, the truth is never a straightforward answer. It's always complicated. And it's always mixed with feelings and lost in a maze of questions. So while while metaphoric thinking may sound strange to the rest of us, where would we be without it? You know, some, you know, sometimes you know, criticism is made best through the metaphor rather than directly. So feelings don't get hurt. So music never is an exact interpretation of reality. Art wouldn't be as enjoyable if it were, context, were in context. As you can see, the metaphor has its positive. So, mischaracterizations. So when you think of fours, you think, you think emo. You think goth. You think of flamboyant wardrobes, decisions of Elton John, Prince, or Michael Jackson. Most artists are type 4s and are easy to spot. The 4s that are more difficult to pick out are the ones who don't wear their creativity on their sleeves like Aaron Rodgers. Um, So sometimes type 3s may be mistaken for type 4s because 3s do care as much of their image as type 4s. I've been talking about that the entire time. But there's a big difference. A type 3's image is used to impress and parade their achievements. A type 4's image is an extension of their soul. So healthy type 4s will sound very much like healthy type 1s. They'll have a cause that's greater than their own. The main difference is that a force cause will have to do somewhat with their identity. Remember, they're still about themselves. All right. The, the type one, again, like Donald Trump and AOC, they do things that are, you know, not about themselves too much. Everybody thinks, you know, things are going to, you know, there to benefit Donald Trump, but he has sacrificed a lot. So, uh, for example, Caitlyn Jenner, she lobbies for the LGBTQ, right? The greatest mischaracterization of a type four would be um, that the depressed persona who has created an, an identity of good mental health. So this is kind of scary here. Um, well, by the way, I have to end this real soon here because I'm running out of time here, but I, I think I can make it. So Robin Williams, who portrayed a body of health to the public, he suffered privately through Parkinson's dementia and paranoia. Type 4s are more likely to suffer from depression than any other personality out there, and they can hide their pain rather well. So if you sense anything is possibly wrong, don't be shy about lending an understanding ear. So if you're going on to working with a type four, the yeah, type fours, they both can be a blessing and a headache to work with. Um, there's so many in Hollywood. Um, the downside, they're extremely difficult to work with. Um, they can have either, they can have a my way or highway mentality when it comes to their creations. You've heard about egos from celebrities. Most are type fours. When they, when they combine with the type three, when they get that wing, they have a big, even a bigger ego because they think they're right. A lot of times they are right. He's got to listen. It's kind of difficult though. There's no compromise in um, a four's creative process unless that four is healthy. So sometimes, in order for a four to work effect- efficiently, they may require a specific work environment that allows them to feel the answer. So have you ever heard someone say, "I'm not feeling it at work"? Well, that's mostly most likely a type four. So the moral moral of the story is to make sure your four that you're collab- collaborating with is healthy. If not, be ready to accommodate their demands because the robino be middle ground. Yeah. I have to agree with that. But I would wrote I wrote that. So I agree with it. <laughs> but you got if you work with a type four, just make sure they're healthy. That's all I have to say. If they're not, they're not gonna budge. Not gonna budge. Very difficult. All right people, that's it. Just made it in time. 58 minutes, 41 seconds. It's been a long one. Thanks for hanging in there.